Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Luguli drinkers, Big Z here. The Lions with the last second victory over the Packers. Uh, big 37-30 victory at home to end the season. They lock in that number two draft pick. Uh, they get the win, even though the Jaguars won. The Lions still had a chance to you know, pick up that number one draft pick, but they pull out the victory, and we're okay with that here. We'll get into that. We'll get reacting to the game, uh, reacting to the firings around the NFC North as well, just a little bit. Uh, but a lot of exciting things happening, despite uh, not making the playoff and having the number two world pick. A lot more positivity than you would hope, uh, considering we only won three games this year. But anyway, sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. Stop the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, where lifelong Lions fans... Bob. All right, let's go, Lions fans. The Jared Goff era has begun. Connor. Hey, let's bite some kneecaps. Detroit versus everybody, baby. UJ. A new era in Detroit has begun, people. So get on the train or get left behind. Rudd Dog. This is going to be an unprecedented era of Detroit Lions respect. Man, I'm Big Z. It's a new era of Detroit Lions football. It's going to be one hell of a season. We'll be drinking the blue Kool-Aid with Dan Campbell. All year long. Predictions, thoughts, reactions, everything we got to hear. Sit back, relax, and grab your Kool-Aid fans. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. And the regular season, our 2021-2022 season has finished for the Detroit Lions, but they do it. With a bang, beating the Packers in a very up and down, very fun game to watch. 37-30, uh, the Lions close out their last home game with a victory. Jared Goff in his last four starts goes 3-1 and one to end the season. Not too bad. Uh, not too bad. So we'll have to, a lot to talk about here. Uh, but before we do, let's introduce the Blue Kool-Aid crew. So we got Connor. Yo. Bob. Hello there. Red dog, yo, and UJ. What is up, Lion fans? All right, folks. So, man, where do we want to start here? I let's start with the offense here, just because it was a lot of fun watching the offense playing this game. Mon Ross St. Brown again, <laughs> eight catches, hundred nine yards, and touchdown. I think uh, he solidified himself. Uh, oh yeah, you know. People like thought maybe this is like a, a flash in the pan here because it wasn't the beginning of the season, but no, he he is legit. He had that nice catch over the middle where he got tackled immediately, but then he, he broke the tackle and then kept going for another ten yards. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> um, that was, was a fantastic. Sick. We yeah. were at the game. I was we were to see that that touchdown on the fourth down, just that a phenomenal route, like motioning in slightly, then stopping on a dime, finding the soft spot in defense, a bit wide open. Uh, yeah, that was a great design for that route. Just a very special player very uh this play. is yeah it's just really exciting to watch him play uh yeah we weren't at the game but uh just from the watching on tv it was really cool seeing him and his brother and his parents in the crowd mm -hmm. and it, it was just kind of a cool yeah. uh thing his parent parents were in the dual jerseys it was kind of interesting <laughs> so yeah. but it was, it was just neat seeing it from that vantage point too it's the only way i could accept a packers lions combo jersey so that's if you have two yeah, exactly. sons <laughs> playing for both teams, like I'll accept it. That's the that's the parental exemption they call yeah, it. Right. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but he does kind of remind me of Golden Tate, like after the catch, you know, like the way he sees the field and like see, does those cutbacks. See, see, like I said it last week. You, no one believe me. Connor just said it. I I'm with you. I I think slot <laughs> I think slot receivers taken care of for a long time. Hopefully, because I I love this guy. And with so few other receiving options, he's still finding ways to make big plays. And it's I love the game. way that uh, Campbell has Sorry. used them in other ways now. We saw it in this game, uh, putting him in uh, on Wildcat in the red zone. 
Um, yes. Using him on the reverses because he's such a vocal point of our offense lately. They're going to pay a t- little extra attention to him when they hand it off in reverse. And I think that's right. a little reason why those two reverse passes ended up in touchdowns. Now, it's not the only well, yeah, reason, but a, yeah. I think a reason. I think it was a big reason. Well, the yeah. one the one play, I forget which one, whose it was, but it was literally set up up that inside trap, like a uh, counter or trap we've been running with him up the middle the last few games uh, where, you know, he, they do they pull the right side guard and center or guard and tackle, and then he runs right up the middle. They ran they ran it, like, super successfully a couple of games ago. It was that exact same thing, but then. Yeah, I think in the first one. Pitch. Yeah, yeah. I th- what was it the yeah, first the one? one? The Tom, yeah, Tom was... Kennedy touchdown pass. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it? TK. It was great to see though. It was just great to see yeah. that uh, them TK. paying off that setup though. He was briefly on the leaderboard for uh, passing leaders. <laughs> I know right. seventy-five yard yeah, touchdown 75 pass. Kennedy. <laughs> Early in the day, he was like number six. It was crazy. <laughs> Perfect QB rating. Just wanted. <laughs> Right those uh, reverse routes. Yeah, getting, Fox should have. The Packers are getting burned all day on all those reverses, and then yeah, three reverses of success in big, big uh, yeah. scenarios. Yeah, they they were just <laughs> completely they never lost. adjusted to it. Hey, but how creative is Campbell, man? I mean, calling some of these plays, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun to watch. His play calling, I, I find mean, very exciting, but, but enjoyable. It's, it's fun, like with like, like smart fun. Like they they set it up. You know, like, yeah, like exactly, yeah, exactly. Road Dog was talking but about that creative. play has been set up for a few weeks. Um, yeah. it worked, so they they tried Another a different variation on it. Too. The it fake punt, you mean the, the fake punt? The the fake yeah, punt. Per- oh, speaking of pervert, perfect passer ratings, uh, it was ruined on that that play. I thought it could have yeah. been a little better throw. It was a little short, but uh, what? Can he drop the right dime, through his arm? Right in his arms. That was tight coverage. Right through his arm. Yeah, the coverage was nice. He was screened a little bit. But maybe, he dropped the maybe need to see a replay again because in real time it looked like the pass was a little short. You got to catch that. No, it literally went right between that. his arms, Big Z. I don't think it, it was went short. I thought it was right tight. between them. Hmm. Like the only thing a little bit further would have done would have put it right on his hands instead of between his arms. But I mean, come on, like <laughs> yeah. it was in the bread basket. It was tight, uh, it but he definitely should have had the catch. I think. Jack you know, Fox. You know what was great about that out. too was uh, they missed it, and then the defense picked him up and stopped him there. So yes. True. That was, turnover yeah. right if back, we right? cut Tim Boyle, we can just sign Jack Fox's backup. Don't you think? Save some money. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Or, or TK. Yeah, One that's of those true. One of those. They <laughs> need second and third string. TK, run the Wildcat. Bring Fox in there. It's be a pocket passer. We can be run awesome. a three-quarterback system next season. Think about it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can punt if he wants to. Too. That's another option. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise um, punt on second. I just down. hope he doesn't forget and first down and punt accidentally when he's in the shotgun. <laughs> like, oh shit! So sorry, it, guys. Can you sorry. Punt it to a receiver? Can you punt it to a receiver? Like, is he, can you do a legal forward punt? I don't, think, I don't think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. An- Anthony Lynn uh, is now off of. I mean, we we all saw it coming, but uh, Anthony yeah, Lynn no oh, longer yeah. with the Lions um, as we record this. Um, which we all expected, but you know, I I still think he has a po- positive legacy in terms of his one year because I think the run game's heavily sure. improved, and I think he has something to do with that design because that was his kind of bread and butter. Yep. And a big reason why the hire because <laughs> the Lions wanted to establish a run game. This is most common. I would say this is the most consistent Lions rush uh, we've had yeah. in many My years. <laughs> it's the most efficient since 1998. They were saying uh, like yards wow. per carry. Oh, wow. really? Wow. So basically, yeah. in my lifetime, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So since the Barry mm-hmm. era or whatever. Yeah. Not bad. Pretty much. Absolutely. And this game, it wasn't even like that well done. I mean, uh, 26 carries for 99 yards. One of those was on a reverse. Uh, and then the big one at the end to seal the deal. But other than that, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't super effective throughout the game. But it still, I think, was respected enough. And that's and, with our uh, depleted line, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah let's get to the. Let's get to the that. Uh, that. So Sewell was out already going in this game. Yeah. Um. Decker gets hurt. The, the, we we have Evan Brown, who's been a really good, really. Yeah. I I don't think we've talked about him enough on this podcast. Uh, just in terms of how good of a center he's been as a backup. Uh, he's been. Oh yeah. Really solid. Like you don't notice him. That's. <laughs> That's a good yeah. thing. He's played starter quality yeah. football since he's been. The in quality yeah, drop really. off was not too severe, which was really nice. Makes <laughs> you wonder when Ragnall comes back if they could move shift him to guard or something. I don't know if he can do that. I don't know, but uh, 
And did you, yeah. I didn't see it, but they said Jonah Jackson played center. Yeah, 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 he did. He did. Because the I didn't backup, even notice it during the game. Our backup, uh, the backup was Brown not, was so bad. The, the backup came yeah. in, and then he got trucked on the next play. Remember that? Yeah, yeah that was brutal. Was yeah, Goff got some but, bad pressure. What is the same thing that happened early in the year when Evan Brown got hurt too? Uh, the, um, McCollum just not not up to par. Uh, so. Jonah Jackson being able to fill was huge. He had a nice block too on the touchdown run. He he got up to the second level just enough, just enough to yeah, uh, put the linebacker hey. on his heels yep. uh, to sometimes all bounce he needs to the outside. So yeah, did you see uh, Jonah in the in the locker room when Campbell gave him props for playing center and he's doing a little dance? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know I missed that. <laughs> Hey, there's kind That's of a real cool, joy yeah. on this team, though. I mean, when you see these guys in the locker room and stuff, I, I think they're really think they're part of building something right now. You know? Oh, no and, doubt. And, and I, th- I think these guys want to stay, you know, whether the contracts allow them to or not or whatever. But, I'm, I mean, hearing Tracy Walker talk and some of these other guys, I mean, I think they really want to be a part of what's building here right now. So that's kind no of No doubt. You know what, I, what bothers me is all the fans who are like, we could have had the number one draft pick because the Jags won. Like, how could the Lions oh. possibly win this game? Mike, hey, the yeah, oh but come on, everyone was thinking that way? about like, it at the I don't time. Know, it's just so we were, you were thinking we were like, that's about so same old Lions to want to tank for a pick. That's the thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. I didn't. I want to think, but come on, thank you. I was coming to terms with it though. Like after they went ahead, I was like. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Relax. Yeah. Relax, Jack. If they lose, we get the first pick, and that's a good thing. I didn't care. But then I was so psyched when we won. I'm glad they got the win. If I mean, if, oh, if Andrew Luck, yeah, were, I am too. If Andrew Luck were sitting there at one, I might have felt a little differently. I'd be like, oh, right. I want to get There's that. not pick. an Andrew. Well, that's this draft. I'll you know take the win. That was the exact. I, you read my mind because that was the exact thought I had. Like, there's not <laughs> like Andrew Luck was sitting. You read my mind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not that. There's not like a Trevor Lawrence type. You know, like no. someone that's like head of or Joe Burrow. Everybody. Yeah. There's no. Um. The best guy isn't even. But the Lions thing, also have a yeah. you know good recent history and number two draft picks too. It's Sue and Johnson. So Sue. that's true. maybe two is where you want to be. The number one people freak I, out a little too much. I'm perfectly fine at two in this draft. I mean, there's two two elite players at the position we want so desperately yeah. and need so desperately. So it's like we can't really lose at two. And they may both um, be available because you know, right. the Jacks need O-line help badly. So Desperately yeah. protect their investment in Lawrence. And maybe there's a, there is a top-notch tackle from Bama in this draft. So, I mean, yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would actually be a lot like when we picked Sue because – Remember, it was like everyone thought Sue or McCoy would go first, but then we had our choice of the two because uh, I forget who they picked ahead of us, yeah. but we took Sue and uh, you know, Sue and history, Calvin Johnson. We could have our, our last two number two picks, so we're on a good quick stream. question. Super premature, and I don't know, but I just want to get a sense of who do you guys pick if we do have a chance to table uh, Thibodeau versus uh, Hutchinson. Well, I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm extremely biased. So I would ask someone else. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Hutch, but I could be swayed, you know. If, if, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm leaning Hutch, too. I'm leaning. The leadership yeah, qualities, but... I think, would be great. Like, that's an intangible you don't always think about, but I think he'd be great locker room presence, too, on this team. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, mm. He's a, just a menacing-looking dude, man. He's, he's what, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, something like that? Yeah, and, uh, just a me <laughs> i think i would go Thibodeau you, right now if i had to pick one but yeah i just think it's well, tough I, we'll be debating where he can fit in this defense excites me a lot this will be yeah, a debate we, we have a lot of time to debate that preview, my big yeah. thing uh, between the two is just production hutchinson he he you know production. broke a rec broke the sack record in college at michigan and no injury history just like where Thibodeau's Thibodeau yeah, hutchinson does have an injury doesn't match he, the, he missed almost all of last year, or a large part of last year, the foot injury. Yeah, they both so. have injuries in their past. So. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think Tabo's more concerning is, in my opinion. Is Hutchinson Hutchinson has more production, whereas Tabo Thibodeau, his lack of production is the big question mark. So, I mean, there might be an answer to it, but you I know, think I uh, done enough in-depth film to know what it is. I want to table this discussion for now because we're gonna have a few it's months fine. here to oh, talk yeah. about it. I and, just wanted to bring and, it up uh, early, more film breakdown and stuff like that, where we can sure. Bring up certain instances. Like I said, way too early. I want to go back to the offense, though, before we jump to the defense side of the ball. Um, his last four games, so Minnesota, Denver, Arizona, and Green Bay, five, six, nine, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, 
Uh, I'm talking about Jared Goff, of course, three and one in those games, and that loss to Denver. Well, we we were missing a boatload of people at, at the last yeah. minute, uh, so maybe you can ex- even excuse that one, perhaps. But Jared Goff, 117 uh, quarterback rating, uh, and that was that's good for fourth in the league the last four games of the season here. So yeah. Pretty good. Awesome. He played pretty well. In this very game. encouraging. Very encouraging going into next yeah. year that he yeah. he might yeah, be able to be a guy that we can keep around, at least compete with next year. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. you could say we yeah, we fleece the Rams. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you shave a ram, don't you get police out of it? Or that's like true. That? Yeah, right. Kid yeah. Jay somewhere shaking his <laughs> sure. head. He's outraged. Oh boy. Bob spitting facts police. on the pod today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another animal fact. I gotta say though, uh, <laughs> and you know, the, the thing is, his production this year too. Mm-hmm. Like they literally met the bare minimum of like a complete starting lineup on offense. That's like his production skyrocketed when Josh Reynolds came on board, and we finally had a complete offense. If not the most talented offense, we at least had you know, uh, passable talent at every position. And suddenly he yeah. started looking like a whole different person. Um, I think also that has to do with, uh, with Campbell being in his ear. I think there was a reclamation project underway and Campbell really worked on his psyche a bit, but, uh, I mean, I'm just saying like, imagine next year, throw him some weapons. Traylon Burks comes to mind. Some big, re- big fast receivers in this draft. If we could get one of them to add to the what we already got, maybe bring Reynolds back, and with St. Brown and Cephas, I mean, oh, it could Cephas, be a really exciting start next year. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, see, I think Cephas <laughs> this year, next year is going to come with a chip on his shoulder because St. Brown showed out so big this year. I Big Z and I uh, were debating yeah, this ahead. in the car ride back from Detroit. How how early should we go for a receiver? Do you guys think in, in this draft? Because we definitely need as early one. as one, depending. Second pick in the first round at the earliest. Well, at the earliest, yeah. Well, yeah. I would, I would, I would be happy with that if we got the. So. I'd wait till the third round, maybe though. I would be comfortable waiting till the second round, but I don't mind the second, the second round, first imagine. round pick. Is that third what you pick, meant? I meant. You, uh, Rudd Dog, the second first round. No, pick? I meant the second. Yeah, second first round. Oh, pick. I, I thought you meant, meant second, second overall. Round. Yeah, I thought you meant second. No, <laughs> second. Oh, Nobody no, 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 no. Second first round pick that we have, I think, would be as early as I'd consider, depending on who's left at that point. And that range, you might. It might be like Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Those are like the names that uh. Have been There'll be some around. good names, and we got you know. It didn't Holmes kind of make his ref on picking guys late, figuring these guys out, finding good prospects to yeah. the middle part of this of the draft for receivers. Right. So I mean, I mean, look what he's done We need to look what he's done this year with Amonra St. Brown. Um, right. A lot of Cup was one. I mean, we can jump. We can jump to the you know defense side. I think Iffy. Uh, if he looks really that promising. Yeah. yeah, that pass he defense he had in that game where he just like casually was covering. Yeah, and that's just his pure size, awesome. like outmatching yeah. Devontae Adams on that one. Uh, and he turned fantastic. his head back to the quarterback. Yes, Cora he did. Awesome. Don't do that a lot. Yeah, for some and he reason. stuck. Cause yeah, you always get burned on those <laughs> pass interference calls when you don't turn the head. So, yep, that's so right. true. Crucial. I will say that though, so Aaron Rodgers was carving up our secondary all, all most of the first half. So there's work to be done. That was pass rush again. He did. You're right, Connor. But I, th- I think it was. Yeah. It was our pass rush. Just I mean, we did eventually we take him, him down a couple times. But when I mean, but yeah, we were we were making him work for everything. But like I'm just saying, like imagine Thibodeau or Hutchinson to that pass rush. That first half even looks different in my opinion. Like just like that that guy who can truly. You know, because I think we got a few prospects on our roster now in the form like Levi and McNeil, and McNeil actually had a good game in this case. Um, even Penasini I like a lot, but I think we got some guys who could potentially develop into studs. But we just need that one true verified all-out stud like Hutchinson or Thibodeau, and I think that takes our front seven to a whole nother level. And I think we finally start getting consistent pressure. Yeah, Aquara had a nice sack in this game. A uh, nice hustle sack from the backside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but he—I mean—he still leaves a lot to be desired in the run game. Uh, I, <laughs> he was getting blown back on a few of these plays in this game. Uh, yeah, there's there's yeah. no doubt our defense needs a lot of work. I mean, just the amount of points yeah. and yards we've given up. But, I mean, they they're good at mm-hmm. making some key stops sometimes, but uh, overall, we need we need a lot on there. How about yeah, the guy scrappy. who made 90% of all the tackles in that game, Tracy Walker? Yeah, It seemed like stud. he was making yeah. every tackle. That's what it seemed like. Watching I think it, he right? made at least 10. 
He made a lot, man. He, yeah, and he got he shook up there. I don't know what he what happened to him, but then he came back and made some plays. So it was nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he got a, a nice pick at the end, a reward for a good game, man. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. nice to see. Yeah, fourteen tackles in this game, ten solo. Will Harris at eight. Wow, he ended up with fourteen. That's, that's unbelievable. I mean, it was a great game for him. And, and, and the thing that really impressed me about Walker is his ability to end a play at the point where he makes contact, like that one play where uh, that uh, running back. I think it's Connor or whatever broke out to the outside. He's a big dude, uh, and and Walker just took him upper body and man manned up against him and just ended his run in the open field and pushed him out of bounds backwards. That was that was beastly in my opinion. That's a that's a man at safety right there. And then he did something like that. He dove through, took down Devonte Adams in the open field by himself. Later, yeah. did another. He was. Yeah. I'm just saying this game. He showed out. And he showed what a, a benefit he, what a asset he is, and I hope we retain him. Though then the one time he gets beat by the tight end, he just he gives up a long touchdown. So it just showed how important I'm, he was to yeah. that game. I'm really curious what he gets in free agency. Like I've seen someone back here. Hopefully. Some people float like 10 million plus. I don't, I don't know what uh, what they pay. He's gonna get a big payday though. He'll get a big he's payday. One of them. Yeah. So is that the question? What do you guys think? What? How far do we go to retain him? Well, we're gonna have to go pretty far. What do you do for ten million a year? For ten million a year, yes. yes. For like twelve, no. Yes. I don't. Yeah, he's gonna get something like that though. At least I- I'm never a big cap guy because the cap is kind of like like magic. It's like 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 computers in the digital realm. It's like it's like wizardry, and they can move. There's make all these little tricks to make things move around and stuff. So as long as the team makes the move, I'm gonna I'll trust their process here. So the t- if they feel like he's worth it, I'll trust what they. So the tenth highest paid safety in the league is John Johnson, uh, who's a, who just signed a free agency deal last year. Uh, he's for Cleveland, and he got eleven point two five million. Oh. Um, after that, there's two Jeez. safeties on Buffalo that make nine point seven and nine point six. Uh, Jordan Boyer and Micah Hyde. So. And, and yeah. if you're wondering, Jamal Adams tops in the league, 17.5, and then Harrison Smith, 16 million. But uh, I don't think Tracy Walker's at their level by any means. I, I, I think Tracy Walker falls. Whose level? Maybe, I, maybe we're just too high on Tracy Walker, though. Uh, I, I was talking about uh, Harrison Smith, just Jamal Adams. Uh, I don't think he's at their level by any means. Oh, at the top? No, he hasn't done that yet. But he those, that middle guy, that 11th guy. Jordan Poyer and Mike Hyde are pretty good, too. You know, after looking at these... Jimmy Ward nine point five, Amos nine million. I would say maybe eight to nine million. Diggs six point two, and he was. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw Andre Diggs is uh he's a freedom this year broke his fibula on the last yeah, minute bad of luck, the game. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, horrible, man. man. I just like he Diggs. was ready for a big yeah. payday too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he would have still been talks probably highly of Detroit. Brutal. Oh yeah, he. I mean, he was probably due for one of those you know top salaries that we just mentioned. But I, you know, I, I'm. Thinking about more, I'm going to say eight to nine million for Tracy Walker. Well, UJ pointed this out to me, and and uh, he's got some people pulling for him within the organization. Uh, did you say it was Pleasant or uh, or uh, UJ? Was it Pleasant or was it Glenn? That it was Glenn. Recent Glenn recently yeah. made a made a public like you know uh, voices his his hopes that they'd retain. Tracy Walker specifically. Oh yeah. Uh publicly. So I'm just saying, for whatever that's worth, and I think that would be worth something, I think they're gonna make an effort to retain him. And I don't think they're gonna have to really overpay, but I think he's gonna get paid well. And if they do end up oh, paying yeah. him like ten mil, I don't like I said, it's all like so complicated. If they think that's right, I'm okay with it. I trust this organization. Yeah, I think they want him back right. for sure. And then but I you know Yeah. They don't. Yeah. I don't think they want to overpay for anybody the way this is going right now. No, no. At the and same time, you don't want to lowball either, though. You, no. know, you, you know, you, if you want players to come here, you can't be lowballing people all the Ooh. time and getting that reputation. You know, and uh, I mean, you got it's a fine line to walk, I'm sure. But uh, uh, yeah. Tracy Walker, you got him credit as a good businessman, though. He says, hey, "I'm going to pick the last game of the season to have my best game and go <laughs> yeah, on right. a really, really high note." Yeah, They're gonna love game it. ceiling gonna pick too. Me. It's like couldn't do it <laughs> yeah, more dramatically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. if they really think he's fundamental, all I'm saying is get ready to see him get paid to stay in the Detroit guys because I think they do see him as a building block for this defense. Yeah, yeah. What do we think about Derek Barnes uh, in this game and just his? Uh, he had a couple. He had like one really good run block, I thought. Um, yeah, had a sad run block. But uh, yeah, 
other I was he beyond offense? I think yeah. uh, I mean sack. Sorry, my mind is frayed, but uh, <laughs> I still oh, I want to see a massive upkeep from him next year. I think Derek Barnes was not as mm, not as yeah. impressive as I wanted him and McNeil both. I'd like to see big jumps from next season. I think he still needs to impress the coaches. Actually, I thought. McNeal, yeah. his improvement over the season is extremely encouraging. Levi and Wuzurike, yeah. we, we talked about some last podcast, too, so we don't have to go into it super deep, but uh, a lot of improvement needed there. Uh, but I, I yeah. think Lee McNeil oh. a couple really nice uh, stuffs in the run game this time. Uh, and, a, yep. and one or two decent pass yeah. rushes, although sometimes he just can stand and not give much of a pass, uh, pass <laughs> rush, too. Um, as far as Barnes is concerned, uh, remember it took Levy till year three to really start to show what he was capable of, and then I I think it was still wasn't year year four till he had a true breakout, and I I, I hope I, I but that being said, Levy was showing significant progress each year, and I do expect Barnes to be a much more consistent contributor next year, but uh, I, I have high hopes for him. I I, I doubt he's going to sit on his laurels after this that, season. That would be nice. He seems like a hard worker. He showed no signs of a comp to Levy yet. I will, I will come a break on the touchdown no. that he gave up. Do you remember rookie uh, Riley? Oh yeah, Z. I know. I know the one you're nope. talking about. He was right there, man. Oh, he was an inch taller. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't want you don't want uh, Barnes in coverage against any wide receiver, really, especially Alan Lazard. So. Lazard. That, I mean, that yeah. was just uh, I think a, a bad defense, and so mm-hmm. I, that's why I don't put all the blame on him necessarily. Right there, I don't, I don't, almost no linebacker in the league will be able to cover that unless you're like. Micah Parsons is playing this year. Isaiah Simmons probably could have covered. Well, him, he's but... a different player than, and we could have had him. <laughs> we got a Cuda. We could play that game all day. <laughs> Thanks for assuaging my. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> no, but but I, I'm still high in Barnes though, as far as the future goes. It was a rookie season. Oh, me too. You know, he shows uh, definitely shows the potential, even though he's inconsistent. So. Isn't hey, it nice that we expect yeah. every Brad Holmes pick to just be a god right away now? It's like, but well, that's speaking... how high we are. <laughs> a sun god. Yeah, yeah. True. I think so. But Akuda, by the way, that guy's stuck around all year with the team. Do you see that? He's, he's like, wants to be part of this whole thing, and he's been working his ass off. So I'm, I'm yeah. not giving up on that guy yet. No. No. Oh, no, no, no way. So fuck Isaiah Simmons, man. Screw that guy. Oh, damn. <laughs> I love it. Drinking the cool I mean, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, baby. Isaiah Simmons has been really good this year for the Cardinals. So, yeah, they lost again. Oh fuck yeah! Well, the Cardinals again, suck, <laughs> Big Z, and the Cardinals are about to get knocked out. The first we game. kick oh, their what, one man so. a team does not make. So that that is a silly mm-hmm. argument. But uh, can we quote you on that one? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean, I yeah, like time will tell about whether we made the right pick there, of course, but uh. When we get people healthy, it'll be interesting. You know what? Uh, something I yeah. want to mention when we're talking yes. about the offense. Romeo. Uh, Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Big V, and Sewell was supposed to be our starting five coming into the season. Never played one snap together all nope. year. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, hey, can I point injuries. out one thing about that? Really, just a quick little, it's a reference to earlier, is that uh, when Decker went out, they immediately called that crazy double pass reverse for a touchdown to uh, Raymond, I think, on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Whatever one. The second one, I, I can't remember what Brock the Wright. order was. Was it they, right after the turn? Brock Wright. Right one, after yeah. the turn? It was the Brock Wright was last. Anyway, yeah. they call it right after Decker was out. So, you know, as an old lineman, I can tell you, the more complicated and the longer a play takes to develop, the harder it is to block, and it's so hard. So, I mean, when you're doing that with, you know, all second-string tackles or worse and guards, uh, that's really impressive that they pulled that off. So, to me, that's a real testament to the coaching on this team. They they lost their top tackle and then immediately ran a trick play that was complex and took time to develop, and they, they all pulled it off without a hitch. And that's all coaching. That's coordination. That's that's really impressive. To uh, me. Well, I liked it too because it came right after uh, the turnover. So maybe the defense is right. couldn't fully get their mind right right away or something like that. Uh, yeah. And also a really good True. job by Brock Wright on that play to really sell the uh, the block on the outside, then Absolutely. release and go down the sideline. Brock Wright does uh, kind of a He's sneaky. He's got potential uh, too. Yeah. This kid, man. Really He's nice touchdown catch too. against Minnesota. Um, another good game yeah. in this one. And that's a UJ call right there. He called him early before the season began. 
you know, but it's it's great what what they're doing this year. I mean, obviously, as far as record goes, you get this, you got to give this team a pass. You have to. They're rebuilding, but they're putting all these kids in tough spots and seeing what they can do. And I'm telling you, these kids are stepping up, man. It's really it's really impressive how mm-hmm. they've got so much out of these guys who who other teams wouldn't even give a second look to a lot of these guys, and they've come in and performed. You know, especially the defensive secondary, I'd say overall. Uh, but you know, guys like Wright too, and all that. I mean. Just another example, but just mm-hmm. amazing what the staff has done with with this Evan Brown on this team. Yeah, Evan Brown. Yeah, just no, you're right, UJ. That's been the next man up. Actually, like I, every coach we've had over the last decade has said next man up, but then we've watched them decline rapidly every time someone yeah. gets injured. Especially this last year, year. Like, yeah, yeah, right. But this year it was kind of like actually like a real next man up. Like to, no matter what, who like. And that's why, interestingly, I think this season's going to, and I'll go more into this when we get into our, you know, grades and stuff, but, like, I think this season, more than anything, discovered our depth, a lot of depth that's going to be fundamental building forward. Like, I think there's, we got some starters and we got some studs, but, like, we really fleshed out the depth that we're going to build over going forward, I think. Guys like Jerry Jacobs, A.J. Parker, C.J. C.J. Moore, by the way, made a couple really nice plays in this game, including the interception and that he had another one where he came in. But I'm just saying this team, like going forward, I, I see a lot of depth, not necessarily all the stars we need, but I see a lot of the guys who were playing prominent roles this year, becoming the new depth of. Yeah. And what about uh, one of the better moves uh, from Holmes? He, he's took a lot of gambles, like one year gambles, easy gambles at some guys, but Charles Harris, yeah. That guy looked like he wasn't yeah. living up to it, but he might be living up to it now that we got him, man. That yeah, guy was yeah. highly touted coming out of college, and he could never right. do much. First now round pick. Right. Now he looks legit. Good call, yeah. I think Campbell, he trusts these guys. You know, he puts trust in them, and they feel that trust back, you know? Like, I, I think in previous regimes, especially under Patricia, I don't think Patricia trusted any of his players, hmm. and they and, and it went both ways. I think this is completely the opposite. I mean, Campbell trusts these guys to do their job. He trusts them to go out there and do the work and all that, and uh, they're doing it. And you know, they're, they're reciprocating. So, I don't know. It's just this it feels so different. It <laughs> does. That's all I can. It tell really you. does. But, you know, on we top always of that, you ourselves into it. He. I know. Right. I know. We do. But, but on top of that, UJ, he's not. A, it's not like this is like just like all some lovey dovey, super like oh gosh, like everyone's great. Like they cut their top receiver signings for the priest for the season. Like Brashard Perryman was gone. Like I'm just saying like they were, they, they, you know, they may be positive in the way they build up their players and stuff, but there's no like, uh, letting slack or anything to be given. Like expectations are still super high, but they run it a positive, they keep a positive environment. And I I like that combination. And And out of all the teams under, uh, 500 this year in the NFL. Lions were the only one above 500 against the spread, and they were 11 and, 11 and 6. <laughs> yeah. Just saying they, they exceded the expectations. For all ex- you expect- degenerate That's gamblers. That's a playoff. Just saying they exceeded right the expectations. All right. the other teams that get against the spread are very good. So, hey, next year. This is our degenerate gambler moment. Next year, moment. we're going undefeated against the spread. That's my early hot prediction. Wow. Oh, wow. Be, <laughs> that's never been done in the history. I'm not saying we're going undefeated. But, you know, but undefeated against the spread. Just against the spread. <laughs> <laughs> um, another guy I just want to give a shout out to. It's been really nice uh, since he's come over to the Lions. But uh, Riley Patterson, just another really solid. Yes. When he when he kicks yeah. it, you just you you, yeah. you just feel comfortable. Like it's going in. I, yeah. I don't even mm-hmm. think twice about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything within reason, obviously. Is you, I was I I texted this to our group thread, but I I got some Jason Hansen vibes yeah. off this kid. Like I'm not sure he has the long leg. Like he uh, does. Like, uh, I can tell you. I was that, that was gonna be my next point. Watching him in warmups. Well, his one miss was from a little longer. That's why I was. A little I was just telling you sure, in warmups he made a 56 yarder that would probably have been good from 63. 63. A lot of okay. a lot of kickers can do leg. that in warmups. That's that's but, not uncommon. But everything everything in reasonable range Slim that you expect a kicker to miss, he's rock solid. Uh, or miss everything you'd expect a kicker to make in the pros, he's rock solid. And yeah. I'm like, I just feel confident that and he's there's gonna. There's a stat with that. Uh, kicker who kicks it the most middleest between the goalposts, <laughs> like in the direct center. Like, yeah, that's the uh, is leading the league. I don't know if you if you ever played bad in training camp, but that was like one of the training camp games yeah. where you like you try <laughs> yeah. to have the kicker kick it right in the middle, and it's a big green zone. The outside's like just a red zone. Oh, yeah. I would, 
Yeah. <laughs> I would def- before my time, you young whippersnappers. <laughs> I would definitely uh, love before to see before him. Your time? <laughs> before your time? Before your time. I, I'd really love to Terrible. see him get a look from uh, 60 plus <laughs> next year. Yeah, you guys are playing oh, Madden. Yeah. Uh, UJ was playing Johnny Unitas football. Uh, whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. With those little the Rumble Bowl and the Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the little yeah. felt football. Tech you know. Mobile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the vibrating metal things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not playing that new fangled Madden stuff. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. uh, the last thing I want to mention, this is just because it's recent news. We want to react to it here. But uh, Minnesota fires Mike Zimmer and their GM. Uh, Rick Spielman, Chris Spielman's brother. Um, and then Chicago, in a shocker, fires Matt Nagy. Yeah. And also their GM, uh, Ryan Pace. Uh, can, can I? And, I want to yeah, say something about the press conference. Uh, I don't know if anyone watched that, the McCaskey presser, but. Uh, yep. Man, oh man, what a difference that was from how the whole Brad Holmes thing was handled. Basically, if you didn't watch it, it's going to be the whole squad that picked the last coach and GM doing it again. Bill Pullian is like two. Yeah. 90 years old what? is going to be. Uh, he's the guy who thought Chad Kelly was the best quarterback in the 2017 draft. He's going to be spearheading the search for a next head coach. Bill Pullian. And, yeah. And uh, it's yep. just it's just such night and day difference between how the Lions conducted everything and how the Bears are just praying again that it'll work out. It gives me <laughs> yeah. a lot of faith in the Lions uh, going forward with the division. It's just funny being like in some Bears chats uh, or groups like with Bears fans in it, just how upset they are with their team continuously. <laughs> they have no faith in the organization to do it right this time. No, they yeah. don't. You know, that is one one thing that's nice is that as we end this season, despite our record, we are in a nice upward trend in a good spot compared to a lot of other teams, especially in our division. So that is nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, like the bears, they, they have a lot of their issues, um, but even worse might be Minnesota uh, in terms of the salary cap they have for next oh, year. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Mm. Uh, yeah. And now they're firing their coach GM. Uh, they might not have Kirk Cousins back next year. So they, they are a lot of hell. And then even Green Bay, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, will he stay? Will he will he not? Will he retire? Nobody knows. Um, but they also have a lot of salary cap issues. So Adams, at the very least, will be gone if Rodgers isn't. They can't keep both of them. Uh, oh, wow. So there, there'll be a lot mm. of changes here in Detroit on the up and up. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how aggressive we are in free agency and such. Yeah. Uh, Basically, like, what Big we, Z is saying. Do we want to win now, or do we? Are we still going to do this slowly over? Like, are we, no, is, we're running this division for the next decade. I'm calling it right now. Hey, what, yeah. what do you mean win, win now? I don't think was no, ever. No. I, win now. Hold on. Win a now Stop. is like Horn the Rams. You trade no. two first rounders no. for Matt Stafford. Like, oh, no, they're, they're not, not waiting for that yet. Oh, are we creating? No. Okay, is that what some arbitrary label you just created? Because no, we're still arbitrary win now. Lab. That's a we very win now with Campbell. I didn't make it up. I'm just saying, Campbell took over <laughs> this year, and th- well, we'll get more into this when we get into grades. But like, he was never in- not intending to win this year. Like, well, no, of course not. It Nobody... a retool, not a rebuild. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't I'm just think saying, he went out there like, trying to lose for the first. I don't think he was expecting but, to win either. But you know what? That win now mentality that you just described, I also don't think is a sign of a good program. Generally speaking, I don't think the best programs. Uh, have to take hail mary picks every or whatever you know when they Maybe. they get their roster near and then like you know break the bank and just cripple themselves for the next six years to make finish their team. I think the best teams you know are more like the Patriots and they build themselves well. So when they do take big shots, it's not like some crazy thing. Like I like I don't think I think the Rams have set themselves up in a rough would way. You trade, yeah, would they you trade three first rounders for a player that would. Uh, give us a Super Bowl? I would. I want a Super Bowl. Well, the yeah, Rams have I, built themselves up to be consistently good, though, and they do take they those shots yeah, but they've intelligently. Also, I think it's a terrible. They've example. also sold a shit ton of their future away, their future away in draft picks. Their their ability. But they're to a really good drafting the draft team. Has been crippled. They're a great drafting team. They were when Brad Holmes was there. <laughs> he wasn't the well, GM. Though. Is gone. What are you? What are you saying? Yeah. This is nonsense. Yeah. How can what you yeah, say the Rams are a badly run team? That's crazy. Are you saying people say that are trade to win team. now? You don't agree with that strategy at all? I said the all? best run. I said the best run teams don't require on like major, you know, hail mary shots to complete their and roster. Your, your only example was the Patriots, and that's the only team that has done that. No, right? the Patriots, the Steelers, the the Ravens. Steelers are in cap teams trouble that, too. The, the teams that you consistently see competing for playoffs and Super Bowls every year, the Packers, 
you know, they don't take Hail Mary shots on and break the bank on their future draft prospects to get one or two good players. They they build consistently good rosters that then they can maybe take a good shot on a really good player to plug in, but they're not going to cripple them their ability to replenish. Like the Rams, I mean, just think of how many picks the Rams have sacrificed to, to keep adding And they keep roster. replenishing. Once this bubble of time is over, they're the going to be in trouble. The, the Rams seem like an outlier, though, from yeah. what you're talking about. The Rams are excellent. They're, they're just the example that pops into my head, but I'm just saying the best run example. programs don't don't have to break the bank like the bears when they broke the bank for jay cutler or i mean the teams that take hail mary shots on a few prospects tend to not be the most successful teams that's all i'm saying take it for what it's worth it might even be what wrong, is it worth but i said hey it. uh let me say one thing though about the lions uh, rebuild i think next year just Retool. if they stay the course or whatever what they're doing they should be competing for a playoff spot next year i mean yeah, late in the season they should be in the running for something Absolutely. and if not making it it all depends on Goff and if he can if Goff for the last four weeks is there next season, then yes, they will absolutely be in playoff contention, I think. Is that not win now expecting us to be in playoff contention? I, I, see, that's I, I if don't you're get, trying to re explain your saying. point, I still don't get it. You can just tell those guys. <laughs> I wasn't trying to re explain my there, point. I was just asking. There's win is that now not win a, now? Well, you expecting us to Put go your microphone uh, next to your mouth. There is win now from a coaching mentality and there's win now from the management mentality, and it's different, I think, because I sure. think right now they are playing the long game and they're trying to build a team that'll be a winner for a long time. Meanwhile, when game day comes, you play to win every game, no matter what. You play sure. as hard as you can and you try to win. That doesn't mean the management isn't still playing the long game. So, that, And I think you'll, no, I think true. that'll be evidenced by how they attack free agency. Like, for instance, in free agency this year, they gave out a bunch of one-year contracts that were really cheap. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. but like, do they go after like a Mike Williams this off season and throw a bunch of money at him? That's what I'm curious about. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know. They're going to break well, the bank we'll for see. anybody this year, to be honest. Unless they were close. I don't think they would do that. And I mean, yeah, they were smart not to sign Kenny Galladay. They didn't overpay for him. You know, well, so that's where that's great. Cause Taylor Decker has as many touchdown catches as him this year. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is um, crazy. And, we, and now we get a third rounder out of it. The giants are, uh, well, the, their their head coach literally said, "We are not a clown show," but I think everybody outside <laughs> didn't their. Uh, that's GM exactly what a clown show would say. Their GM uh, got fired. No, no uh, he, he retired though. But yeah. Oh, okay. Is that how they're labeling it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he retired <laughs> before he got fired. Yeah, I'll he would have been fired one hundred percent. He's well, because Joe Judge job. is still a coach right there now. As of this, yeah, at this time, yes. Yeah. So, um. It, hey, did, it, speaking of clown you know, shows, did you see the Jacksonville, the, the fans? Yeah. I don't know how I it turned out. I didn't see the video, but they were all supposed to come as dressed as clowns. That's the best and way to do a fans. protest. Calling people clowns is like the best thing you can do when you're angry. That's <laughs> that's my thing. If anyone's ever in a Lions chat with me, I love to throw the circus around and clowns around a lot at people that I hate. So I love that. And then, and then they end up winning, and Jaguars fans are like, wow, we can't even get the number one pick the right way. But then they end up getting it still. Yeah. But. That's one of the wildest things, too. The Colts uh, have a chance to go to the playoffs and lose to a two-win team. Yeah, because Carson Wentz just sucks. He's terrible. Yeah. He's terrible. Jared, Jared <laughs> Goff's officially better than Carson Wentz. I, you know, yeah, I just I just want to say on Goff, though, I, I actually feel reasonably comfortable going into next year with Goff as our starter. And at the beginning of the season, I would not have said that. Right. But I, and yeah, I was, I was re-watching right now, this game, so. and I, I think his pocket presence has gotten a little better. He stepped up in the pocket a little more. I think he's yeah. trusting people in yes. front of him, or maybe just the scheme in general a little more. Uh, and I saw a spiral on one of his passes, well, too. Oh, now, <laughs> that, you? You know, now, that the, now that the season's over and, you know, I, I can finally give my assessment that, yes, I, I am comfortable going with golf forward as well, uh, you know. There's a lot of knee-jerk reactions throughout the season, but I can finally say this was my It wasn't knee-jerk. Final. He was terrible in the beginning. He was. No, he struggled. Awful. But it wasn't just him. The team around him was depleted completely. True. And when he finally got a team around him, he produced. I so team around I, I, I think he met the minimum requirements of what we hope to see this year to move forward in the I mean, next bit, year without the, having to feel the urgency to draft a the guy biggest change early is Dan Campbell, in the NFL draft uh, next year. The play calling. Uh, yeah. His his oh, QBR yeah. his QB quarterback rating was like hovering like around eighty with Anthony Lynn. Then when they changed, yeah, uh, his average is now like one oh five, like a significant jump and improvement. Yeah, you're right about that, Z, for sure. 
That's I mean, true. It, but right around the same time, Josh Reynolds came on board, and I'm not sure who's more important in that six, that uh, improvement. But I have an answer. To I would that say they Dan both Campbell. share some. Dan Campbell. They have yeah. a share. Damn. I think Campbell. Josh Reynolds opened up the entire not, offense. Not, though. Not, that he's helped, that. but we're but just, I mean, I Dan Campbell's play calling has been night and day. I mean, you can see why Anthony parted ways with the Lions. I mean, it's there's a okay, just real quick. Difference. I know we talked about this before, but next year Campbell is the play caller. Yes or no? I don't know. It's, yes, that's unknowable uh, uh, because uh, I hope he continues. There's a lot of okay. Let, there's let, a lot of me, talk about uh, Ben Johnson uh, and how much input he's had on calling the offense a tight end coach. Uh, so it, yeah, it's hard yeah, to say yeah, without yeah, being yeah. in the headphones, like who's calling it, designing it more. So I wouldn't be upset well, with it though. I'll tell you that. You know, that's no, that's uh, yeah. What's that, Bob? I guess I just wanted I to. I wouldn't feeling. be upset with it. I think Campbell's done a good job yeah. learning on the job, and I think he's gotten better all the time. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think we'd all agree. I will that. say uh, not- it's really nice to know that we have a coach that can call plays, even if he isn't the play caller next year. Like he can step in that role mm-hmm. at any time. See, it even turned Connor yeah. around because Connor was really I was down say, on Connor, the, you wow, play calling. No, I wasn't down on his play calling. I said it was not a sure thing that he would call plays next year, and you were all like rabid dogs attacking me. No, I, oh, rabbit dog! <laughs> you just said it wasn't what he advertised himself that's, as when we hired I, that him. That is it wasn't true. What we hired him to do. We did not hire means. him as a play. Caller. We hired him to win games. We didn't we hired him to win games, whatever that looks like, and that's yeah. for him to figure out. We yeah, even Bob doesn't talk about Jim Bob Cooper. I'm sorry. Anymore. Oh, when <laughs> is he available? Is he available? Uh, we almost won one episode without mentioning. You his can't name. tell me. God rest his soul. We hired him for his play calling abilities because he'd never done it before. That's just. We hired That's Tom win. Foolery, Rod Dog. You are acting like a What's Tom you're acting like a clown. Right you're the now. clown here, Connor. Don't oh. even, preemptive strike. We're gonna start a circus I pod. And saw you're gonna it be on it with me. We're gonna talk about. All right, are we gonna shows. get a clown car? Yeah, I hope so. We could do a big it? red. Okay, uh, as long as there's clown cars, I'm a big in. red nose on the front. We can do the little little clown song. You know what I'm talking about? Hell's yes! All right, fake smiles song. on her face. You know the clown song? I can't. You know, like that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> can we play bozos? Yeah, we're gonna drive to Detroit and pod all the way there, and then switch. Oh, and we'll yeah, all yeah. get out of a tiny little <laughs> mini Cooper, and it'll be everyone will be impressed <laughs> yeah. that we all fit in. Yeah, that's, that's a good song though, Connor. That, that could be like the Giants theme song yeah daniel jones up, is listening to it in the yeah. his headset before we wrap up i, I just want to mention uh to the listeners who the lions play next year um so we just in case you're done you're wondering uh who we got who i'm excited about this team i want to travel and see him maybe or something like that but uh so the division green bay minnesota chicago this is who we host oh no sorry this is who i'm on the road for green bay minnesota chicago obviously then the cowboys the Giants, the Jets, so in New York twice, uh, then the Patriots and the Panthers. Then we host Packers, Vikings, Bears, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Eagles, Washington football team, soon to have a different name in a couple weeks, uh, the Seahawks, and the Jaguars. So that's our wow. 2022 mm-hmm. opponents. No Cardinals for a no Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, wow. season. No yeah. Cardinals. Thank God. Mm. <laughs> um, but I, that's a very winnable uh, schedule, I think. I see at least uh, 10 wins there. Yeah. First 17-0 season. Here we come, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be predicting it next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Almost> a <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, so, obviously, this is the end of the regular season. We won't have any more games to react to. What we're going to do uh, next week is uh, give our grades on the season. We're going to go by position group, coaches, GM, ownership, go through it all, give our grades. So we'll have a week to prepare, really think it through, uh, because these are these are very important grades. Uh, you know, they got the players, they take these grades and send them home to their parents. Uh, They're going to go on the permanent <laughs> record. That's right. <laughs> uh, so t- stay tuned for that. We'll be excited to give that to you. Um, and... We'll be curious to hear, you know, our listeners' thoughts too on grades. But here ours first, and that so you can really take all the information in. Derek Barnes is nervous. He doesn't want to show the grade to his parents. He's, <laughs> he's scared. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, that's gonna do it. Uh, our producer, Kid Jay, thank you so much uh, for all the work you've done this yeah. season. Really appreciate it. Uh, as we stuff. mentioned before, he is a Rams fan, so he he's still got. Uh, some rooting to do. The Rams playing on they playing a Monday night, a playoff game on a Monday night. There's oh, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, and Monday. That's just uh, 
That's what Stafford wanted. The bright lights. Monday night. <laughs> yeah, Monday. We need Mr. It. Miyagi to heal his back before that game. Really quick, who do you guys think uh, wins the Super Bowl out of the remaining teams? UJ, you go first. Oh, oh boy. All right, Bob, uh, you go first. We'll go right, back to yeah. UJ. Ram, Stafford, redemption. It's happening. Uh, I know. They look down and out now. I called <laughs> it early. Connor? I'm going to say the Bills. I think the Bills mm. are going to be a sneaky team in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Rudd Dog. Hopefully anyone but the Rams, but no, uh, or the Packers, or no, uh, that's not an answer. Care. Buccaneers, wow, Buccaneers yeah. can do it again. Buccaneers, all right, UJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually sort of leaning Bills too, but only because I don't want to say the Packers because I think the Packers got the best team right now. But uh, yeah. I'm gonna well, lean Bills. Sure. I'm gonna say Bills. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win it. Mm. Yeah, mm. good. Uh, good choice. Oh. Nobody's picking the Titans, and they're the number one seed in the AFC. So they have the most losses since like late '90s for a team that uh, is the number one seed in the conference. Really? So, I yeah, I, don't know. I, I like the Titans. I think they're well run. Well, there's also another game Titans really underrated run. defense. I don't think they get enough uh, credit. Still wish we had hired a guy we could have drafted. Yeah. Still wonder if we had hired <laughs> Brabrel instead of Patricia, where it'd be at right now. If only. If only, if only. Yep. Uh, our, our, if our, only. our series to come. <laughs> we should do right. an if yeah. only pod. I think we I think we are trending that direction. Yes, we're gonna do it. Um, we're doing it. What if? So thank you everybody for listening. Uh sideline report. Thank you for hosting the podcast as well. Sidelinereport.com. Uh really appreciate it. Um but other than that, Spotify, Apple, where we get a podcast, download. Please subscribe, please leave a review. Always greatly appreciate that. Instagram at drinking boot Kool-Aid. We post a lot on there. Uh on our trip to or trip to weekend in Detroit, rather this weekend, um, so I hope you caught some of that. Um, and then Twitter at Drinking Lions, follow us on there. Let us know your thoughts on the Lions season. Are you optimistic for the future? Are you not drinking the Kool Aid? Let us know. Uh, but we are excited. We're drinking the Kool Aid. 2022-2023 is going to be a phenomenal season. But again, come back next week. We got our grades for the season then. It's draft. Well, it's free agency and draft time. So we got a lot to talk about. A lot. Uh, it'll be a lot mm-hmm. of fun. But thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go, go, go. go. Field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big-